Interweb of Resonance. I'm Teresa Carmody with Elemental Journeys. And I am Ken the Runewalker. Uh, welcome. Pardon my <clears throat> little bit of a cough left over. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so, we're actually in the same room again. We are. We got to drum and rattle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that rattle. Yeah. Although it's made for babies, but <laughs> that works for me. That's okay. Yeah. I like it. So what have you been up to? Mm. Well, uh, this week has been all about uh, self-care and trying to uh, rebalance um, what I am giving to the external world and what I'm giving to myself. That's a tough one. Yeah? And what you want to give. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because sometimes for me that's uh, a lot a lot less than I could contribute, but a lot less because I'm sick of giving what I have given. It's because you haven't put yourself on your list. Right. Or you're not a high enough priority on that list. Yes, yes I yeah. think that's true. I think that's it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I find that uh, I will get really tired if I give away too much and then I get resentful. Um, and that usually tells me that I just need to bump myself up a little bit higher in my priorities. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to be pissy with people. <laughs> I don't want to be resentful. Yeah, me either. <laughs> it's not a fun energy to carry no, around. No one it? wants to be there. <laughs> that's that's bullshit. Yes, it is. And yeah. it's it's for me anyway. It's pretty easy to change it. I mean, you know, a load of laundry and. It, it doesn't take much. I just have to kind of shift my focus and my mood will change. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. We were at, at the coffee shop the other day and they were a little backed up and a little busy. And so we were sitting there waiting for our coffee and uh, there was this uh, maybe early 20s guy standing waiting and everybody who had, had ordered after him got theirs before him and I kept thinking I'm like oh that poor that poor guy and he I couldn't quite tell if maybe he was like developmentally delayed like I, I could I wasn't really sure and uh I kept thinking oh my god they've they keep and he's not saying anything to them he's just standing there all like anticipatory little nervous and uh they finally bring his over and it's this you know like gigantic whipped like frappuccino thing and he turns around and he was so excited (laughs) he was so excited and um we were sitting there and i looked at and i looked at him and and uh it's interesting the chain of events that that set off for me because at first i was like oh he's like really excited but in a way that made me uncomfortable to see someone so happy. Oh. Yeah, it's, it was fascinating. So this is, I've been sitting with this for a few days since it happened. And and then I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me that I've become that anti-happiness person? Or what part of me was like uncomfortable by someone else being so 
like he was just fucking excited to have that that drink and and I'm like what is happening in me that you know like is the part of me that is a little bit of a mean girl is like that kicking in like or am I am I just in myself so jealous is the word that comes to mind or uh just use that one uh that someone is getting so happy and is so happy about something so simple and i my reaction was that it was not okay so when you said uh is it jealousy well let's go with that i got a little uh feeling in my gut and so what i'm wondering is is that my feeling or because we're in the same room am i connected to you and that was yours i felt it could be okay it it could be so uh because I think that's all to me when I when I know it's mine, when it's my own jealousy, uh, when I follow that feeling, often where it leads me to is that there's actually something I am desiring that I am not aware of. And it really doesn't have to do with what somebody else has, <laughs> but it's about what do I want that I'm not even aware that I want that is now making itself known because now I need to meet that need. So, uh, as I was sitting eating at a restaurant <laughs> before I came here, uh, you know that song, uh, it's Lady Gaga and Brad Bradley Cooper from A Star Is Born? Yes. Uh, tell me that, tell me something, girl, blah, 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 that whole song. Well, I woke up singing that song the other day. <laughs> and, uh, and... <laughs> So I, I played it a few times listening to the words because I'm like, okay, if that if that is happening when I'm waking up, when I'm, yes, in that state, then there's a message um, for me. And I firmly believe in that. Uh, I've had students who wake up with, uh, they've asked for signs or, you know, just more information and, and they get songs that they don't normally listen to. Yeah. And so, uh, then it happened just now. I heard that same song. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, and before we started recording, I was going to, uh, listen to it, but there's something really interesting about the words of that song because it's like, you know, are you, um, are you happy in this modern world? Uh, even with him, it's like, uh, she says, is it, uh, in it hard being so hardcore? Like all of these things about like living in this world. And, um, and also then like, I think the chorus is like, you know, you're not in the shallow now. You're not in the shallow waters now. Right. And, um, this is where our conversation also intersects, uh, that we had just a few minutes ago about, uh, finances. <laughs> um, but the, so I've been, I've been prompted to, uh, create, a, a, an altar to the Norns. So, uh, that, <laughs> uh, before you go on, who are the Norns? So they are, um, the three beings that sit 
uh, and tend to the world tree. So they tend to the roots and the they they actually they they would be kind of like into the fates. So that's what I was going to ask. They're okay. the weavers, right? Of of the tapestry that we live on, live in, uh, are part of, but also like they carve the runes into the roots of the tree, into the trunk of the tree to manifest. So that's one of the things that uh, Odin saw and likes about and wanted the runes for. Um, So the, (laughs) the concept for me that keeps intersecting is uh, not intersecting. Uh, They almost uh, not create opposition, but they're almost opposite sides of the web. But uh, there's, I'm taking your class. This I will bring this all back. I promise to a point. <laughs> uh, I'm taking your class starting today on shamanic storytelling. Yep. So part of that, and I've been thinking about, and for whatever goddamn reason, I fucking watched the movie Six Souls the other night in bed in the dark. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. But these, so these souls are all uh, trapped in this one vessel person. Yeah. And uh, I'm laying there at like two o'clock in the morning thinking I probably should go to bed. (laughs) And uh, really, I've been since, oh my God, probably for probably a year and a half, two years, really uh, not wrestling with, but formulating the idea of spirit possession and channel. Yes. And so all of that. So, so. You're no longer in the deep end, or you're no longer in the shallow, you're in the deep end. Right. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I've moved out of the shallow waters <laughs> into the into these deeper waters where um, the spirituality stuff, the readings and living closer to the land and, and the cycles and all of that is much deeper. And how do I balance that with the idea of sustaining that by money in this world. So this is where, have I made it, have I brought it all back? Yeah, I'm with you now. Okay, (laughs) so this I can say, I think that you're trying to plan for something that is seasonal. So I think the depth that you're experiencing is part of Samhain and going deep into the land. I mean, that's that was our episode last week when you pulled the rune that was about ancestral lands. Yeah. Um. And, and so I think it's great that you're thinking the way that you're thinking and that you're, you're considering how to plan or strategize around that. Yep. Uh, but I want to encourage you, uh, not to think that that may be a static energy. It may be a seasonal one. Okay. Because, and not that the issue will change. I mean, you know, it's not like if I make five bucks now, I never need five bucks again. You know, I mean, but the way that you manifest it or the way that you draw it to yourself might be different in a different season. Yes. Yeah. Good point. So that's what's been happening with me. (laughs) Only little things. Only small things. Only small little things. Yeah, I don't worry. I don't know. It's just all that. Just easy. Well, you know... uh, (laughs) You and I talked, and I don't know if this made our last episode, but, um, you know, one of the things that happened with that storytelling event where I channeled 
was I really got very clear on the difference between channeling and possession. Oh, that's right. We were going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, and, um, and I will tell you that uh, I didn't know it until my first night terror, but my deepest fear has always been possession. And I think that comes from growing up Catholic and uh, the nuns I were around, and I know not all nuns are like this, but... The nuns I were around really seemed to take great joy in putting the fear of God into the little children. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I can remember, uh, you know, teachers teaching about the mystics. And I was kind of like, finally, okay, those are people who seem to experience the world that I do. Uh, And even as a child, I knew that and felt affinity for them. And would ask questions because I would want to know more. And the nuns would almost always say to me, uh, well, what makes you think you're special? Mystics are special people. Uh, You know, don't think you're going to have these experiences uh, kind of thing. And all of the, you know, guardian angel and everything was about uh, being afraid. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're going to commune with spirits, I think that only special saints and mystics do that. We ordinary people need to be afraid of doing that. Um, and, uh, and what the experience storytelling did was I was channeling a spirit. And it was interesting uh, between performances. It was like that spirit and I would talk to each other. I'd journey with him and we'd give each other notes. <laughs> which was kind of funny to give a spirit notes about performance, but it was fun. Um, and one of the things he said to me is, you know, I, I recognized as we're talking and negotiating, um, where was my comfort level and how fully he could come through? Um, and I was pretty clear, I need to be still present. I need to still have my agency and be able to offer consent. And that's when it clicked for me. That's the difference between channeling and possession is what is the level of surrender? Do you just give over everything? And I know some people who channel do do that. Um, I think, uh, I don't know this for sure, but I think Esther Hicks does that. Like Abraham Mm. comes full in. I don't think she has memory for that. Yeah. Um, and I've known a couple of other channels who don't have memory for what they're channeling. Um, and to me, that's a form of possession that I'm just not willing to do. Well, uh, so my thought was, uh, you and I have spoken in, in the past about... Because speaking in the future, I would have remembered. I don't know why we have to say we've spoken about in the past. <laughs> um, you and I have talked about... This concept of uh, talking to somebody else and needing a few days to like take in the, uh, their idea to see if it's something we're really interested in because we're we can initially be excitable or uh, excited because we feel their excitement. Right. So how does that work? If how does that work when you're that was the, my thought was that when you said oh be present and have agency. But you still have agency, but I can excite you into doing something that you might not want to do. Well, I think that, uh, you know, when I'm talking, I think what you're asking me is how do you maintain an awareness of yourself when you're still channeling? Yeah. Um, And uh, I think my focus is different. So I think that 
One of the reasons why I like to give people the answer, let me think about it a little while, is because when they're talking about something, I am trying to connect and feel what they're feeling because I want to get a good sense of what they're asking me to participate in. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, so I, I, so I think my focus is so fully on connecting with it that, uh, I recognize that I am present enough to be able to say, let me think on that. Mm -hmm. Um, in channeling, the focus seems to be slightly different. It's almost like a split focus. So I'm holding the door open for something to kind of move through me and talk through me. Uh, but one of the things that I really noticed is... Um, you know, this spirit, uh, one of the notes he gave me is I have no desire to, pos to possess you. You're the one who knows how to speak English. <laughs> and so, you know, the partnership there was he had no intention of possessing me because it would actually dilute the instrument he was using to get his message across. I thought about that today when we were, when I was driving up here. I thought, I wonder if, if by chance I was ever allow, if I ever kind of allowed that experience to happen with somebody who was French, if they would be like, he has very limited French, so I'm going to try the best I can to yeah. speak through him in French, even though like it was I'm my minor in college. So I have a little bit, but would, would that be the way they have to speak or would it, would, you know what I mean? Like I, I kind of wondered if. If that same experience would be like, okay, so I still have to be the one, my consciousness has to be translating still, or my yeah, ability but the is wherever they the are. The other way. Yeah. yeah. So you're an empath. Yeah. I'm an empath. Yeah. And so for me, the connection with the spirit is through my empathic ability, and they communicate to me through that. So the yeah. language of empathy for me is feeling. Yeah. It's emotion. I can sometimes project the feeling or the energy of that and see images. Um, and so I use that same form of projection. And instead of just seeing images, if I'm channeling to speak, um, I'm projecting it in a way that it's, it's uh, activating my language centers. Mm -hmm. but, but the input is all empathic. So I'm getting it down here in my gut. Okay. Just making sure it doesn't go to sleep, sleep. on us and oh, quit, okay. quit recording like it does to me when we're... Right. Uh, there's nobody on the other end now to be able to say, I've lost you. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. So should we... Uh, that's... I can't wait. We're going to talk more about this class uh, as we go along because I think that uh, it'll be interesting to hear our... Uh, it'll be interesting to experience it, first of all. Because I'm not really even still sure what, what the fuck it looks like uh, for me to do something like that. Um, but uh, Well, it won't look like anything. It'll feel like something. Yes. Unless you're going to stand outside yourself and watch yourself. Let's not open that up as an option. Yeah, let's not do no. that. You don't want possession. You want channeling. No, channel. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix my two set. Oh, so these are the... the the U runes that I sh that I've been so this is made out of U yeah a bogwood so from the been in the ground for hundreds of years in Ireland they're really beautiful 
This is so interesting. You know, I already, I've always respected your runes, but I've never like felt them. Yeah. Uh, but when you were talking, when you connected the Norns with the Fates, I felt them. Like I felt, oh, the runes have magic. They're like a, they they. It's a symbol that holds a whole energetic, a whole spell. Yeah. Yeah, and now like yeah. feeling this you one in my hand. Wow. And that's Jira. So that's the one that's about the cycles of the earth. So as prob- and that was the last one to come out of the bag. So that was pretty appropriate for you. Wow. Yeah. Elemental journeys. Yeah. Wheel of the year walker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Totally appropriate. Man, that's a good one. All All right. right. So I don't don't have a particular question or intention in mind. Shall we just let our runes and cards? Yeah. They heard our conversation, so they'll just give us the wisdom we need? Yep. What's the rule? Weird. I have sixty-six of those puppies in here. You put two sets in there. Yeah, I put. I have my set. That's my Aspen set, and the set that's the. And those aren't the right ones. Do you um? Do you do any uh, tree lore or? or A little bit. If if a tree comes up, then yes, I will. Uh, It would be interesting to know what the partnership of Aspen, you, and your walnut is. Oh, yeah, especially the walnut. I think that, uh... Oh, I actually get to see your car. Yeah. Oh, you got the blasted beach. Yes. Beaches and tree, not beaches and shoreline. Yep. So we've had this before. This card actually is, um, the same number in the Major Arcana as the Tower card. Yep. Um... And so with this, it's about the tree kind of shaking or the storm coming and blowing the fae out of their comfort zone. Uh, And that a power greater than yourself uh, is going to create dramatic change. And all you can really do is surrender or resist. That's a beautiful card. I like that that fae has like flaming red hair. Yeah. Or is it on fire? Well, it could be on fire. It could fire. be on fire. It could be. I mean, there is lightning in the sky. It could actually be an elemental. I mean, uh, it oh, doesn't have a whole second half of its body is like clouds. So that could actually be... The blast. It could be the blast. It could be the storm. Um, and it could be the spirit that's actually helping the fae who's falling out of the tree transform. <clears throat> yeah, that's beautiful. So I pulled Ansu's. <clears throat> Ansu's, um, I actually pulled the other day. And, um... Ansu's, uh, so it's the fourth rune in the, in the first et. So the first set of eight, <coughs> if you're looking at them in order, uh, it's Thurizaz, which is chaos, destruction, deconstruction, right? Uh, and then Ansu's comes after that. So, um, a lot of times, uh, I see it as clearing. I do see it as, um, uh, as connection to um, 
a I hate that higher power, which but it, the higher power is you. So it's that part of yourself that is the unencumbered. A <laughs> uh, uh, higher power, or bigger. Is it about perspective? Like it's the bigger you that holds uh, more reality so that if you're falling out of the tree, you go, yeah, well, that's exactly what you needed to do to get where you want to go. Yeah. Yes. Because it is that it's that that higher knowing or the, the knowing of the. Uh, so it's about perspective. perspective. When you go higher up on the tree, you get to see the terrain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And too, I, I do think <clears throat> that it's about. uh the ability to uh, just know your core self better. Okay. If that makes sense, too. Like, it's it's about... Like, I almost see this as, a, like, a shower cleansing off things oh, okay. that you might, like... The, the clothes that you put on that maybe aren't your clothes, but that's who you were for a minute. Uh, or, or that's who you... Like, you know, kind of pretended to be because those are the clothes you were in. So do you see, do the runes like tell a story kind of like the tarot does? Like the, the major arcana for me tell a story. Um, and as you're speaking about this, um, you know, the chaos of the storm clears the trees out, but it leaves a lot of debris and stuff on the ground that then we have to clean up. Yeah. Is there a relationship like that? Like the storm comes and it's going to stir everything up and break things free. And then you need to kind of cleanse off the residue of that. Um, as far as your question about the story, I don't believe Mom. so. Um, although I would say that... Um, I don't know if that's going to work. Um, I would say that uh, there are some times when they pair together, like Feiyu uh, is the f first one, and it, it can mean spark. So kind of sits really well in as the first one, but that's if you're using the Elder Fruth arc, uh, and I use the 33 Anglo-Saxon, so Feiyu's the first one in that one too, but if I keep them separate and sh shuffle them around, then you can play with it that way. But, um, so these two, the Thurazas and Ansu's together work together well, and a couple of the other ones do, but it's not necessarily linear, but I right. do see them okay. absolutely as, uh, transformational. Um, <coughs> yeah, transformational. So there, there is a, there is a, a cycle, I think that they all, uh, they all speak to the cycle of construction, de of construction, yeah. creation, you know, deconstruction. So that is the same overall story in the tarot, is oh, life, okay. death, rebirth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. So these two, tell me the, the rune for today again. So Ansu's. Ansu's. So Ansu's. Ansu's is one. Oh, you know, Ansu's also, I had forgotten about that. Uh... <laughs> Ansu's is... Oh, that's interesting. Uh, um, so there's there's an author, Galina Kroskova, who I like. Mm -hmm. I've read her stuff before. Um, she also writes a lot with uh, Raven Caldera, who I enjoy. And um, she talks about it being able to, uh, and I've done this before, unlock doors with it. 
Um, like literal, oh, like okay. I locked my keys in my car. Yeah. Actually, just the other day, like one of the last days I was in Utah, I locked my keys in my car and I had found a wire hanger trying, trying, trying. And then finally I, I stopped trying and stopped getting frustrated and I started galdering. So I started vocalizing on Sue's, which I'm sure was weird to everyone on the street, but I was... <laughs> It was your last day there. Yeah, they think I'm crazy anyway, so (laughs) fuck that crazy tattoo face guy. But uh, I was able to, you know, start speaking it, and uh, I, you know, finally, whatever happened, my door unlocked, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I've unlocked uh, the blue antler door with a key that was not the blue antler door key by using Ansu's, yeah. Oh, interesting. So that is, that, uh, I'd forgotten about that, um... Well, it, you know, when you were first talking about it, I was thinking, well, our card and rune go together really, really well. I mean, it, I think what I said is, you know, with the blasted birch and the tower card, it's all about sur- surrendering to a power greater than yourself that has created the storm and is blowing you out of the tree. Yep. Um, and you were talking about higher perspective and getting a broader uh, view of the land. Uh But now what you're talking about uh, feels a little bit different to me. It feels like, um, to me, when you fall out of your comfort zone, I think there is an opportunity to explore a new realm, to to gain a new consciousness, a new perspective. Um, And often I experience that, like when I go into journeys, I experience going into a new realm I've never been to before. Uh, by first crossing some kind of threshold, some kind of portal door. Um, I tend to encounter, uh, instead of it being like a physical door and I need a key, it usually for me it's some kind of portal and there's a guardian there. Mm-hmm. And I have to interact with the guardian in a way that they admit me. Yes. Um, but that brings a whole new depth to what we're talking about. Like, how do you hold the key? What is the key you hold when you travel into unknown territory? Well, you know, the, the key is <laughs> to fall out of the tree. Right. You don't go anywhere if you don't fall out of the tree. Right. interesting too like the the concept not that this uh the concept of lightning penetrating the ground penetrating the dark uh of the earth too that um is creational um well i could also i could also uh look at it as uh, if Anzus is about helping us climb the tree to get a broader perspective, um, it's important to maybe not get so attached to that perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of why I think you and I have the attitude we have uh, towards the language of higher self. Yeah. Um, because if you stay in that realm, then uh, I like to say, you know, if your head's in the clouds, you're of no earthly good. Oh, I like that. Right? 
So, oh. so you know, climb the tree, get a different perspective, but don't stay at the top, top of the tree. If you really want to manifest something, you've got to climb down that tree and you've got to put your feet on the earth again yep. and take action. Yep. And so maybe the blasted beach is about if you've gotten too attached to that top of the tree perspective that you're resisting coming down, a storm will come and knock you out. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, with Ansu's being... Uh, a rune of clearing that absolutely yeah is so let's see so I know that when I've done readings recently uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry maybe it just pulled runes uh, recently that Ansu's has showed up, shown up and I'm trying to remember what other one sh- was with it but uh, it really I no matter how impatient I become, um, you no never <laughs> uh, ever impatient. What? Um, I can't relate to this at all, Ken. Right? None. You can't. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, you know, there's an interesting. Uh, there's always an interesting perspective for me. In looking at, it took me 44 years to get to where I'm at. How in the fuck is it going to take two weeks to undo some of that? So, yeah. So this, 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 uh, they're really funny when they're like, nope, we're still in the clearing phase. <laughs> nope. Yep. Nope. You can't start building anything new yet. Yep. We're still in the clearing phase. Yep. We're still in the clearing phase. Oh, you haven't quite hit the ground yet. You, we knocked you out of the tree, but you haven't quite hit the ground yet. <laughs> but when you do, we'll let you know. Because this is not... That then you'll be ready to move. Yeah. But this this place of this uh, and it's not idle. What if you're not hitting the ground? What if you're falling into water? I mean, you were just you opened by talking about that song and being you're not in the shallows anymore, right? Yeah, possible. And so, what if what if this is about your descent through water to find the earth? Yeah. The funny thing is, when we were talking just a minute ago, uh, I thought, well, I don't know why, because I am an alien. Uh, (laughs) I thought, well, what if you get blasted out of the tree, but you actually start falling up? (gasps) I love that. That was it. I I thought, oh, well, what if you fall up instead of down? I have not smoked pot. I have not taken a mushroom. (laughs) I have not done anything. Uh, for a long time. So I just want you all to know who are listening. Well, but but you're talking about... We're saying that that this card is about changing perspective. If you are unwilling to change your perspective, something will eventually knock you out of the thing that that defines the perspective. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, you're talking about... When that happens, reality shifts. I mean, when I had my first uh, um, night terror, reality started to shift. Now, it took a while because I resisted it. I clung to those top branches and was like, I'm not giving this up, right? Yeah. That's why it took 16 years. (laughs) I don't (laughs) recommend that. (laughs) Yeah, that's my airy stubbornness. (laughs) I'm hanging on to this tree. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but I think when you do let go, I think it is 
a perfectly reasonable option that you could fall up. Yeah. Well, if you're underwater, I mean, and you get, you know, uh, what do they say? If you get pulled underwater, don't try and swim up to the surface because some you actually might be swimming in the wrong direction. Right. You just let yourself stay there. Right. Because right? the air in your body will make you rise yeah. up. Right. Yeah. I pulled another rune just because I felt like I had to. And, of course, it's the rune of the grave, so. <laughs> so, you were, well, you were wondering when you were going to land, and then you get the rune of the grave, and it's Samhain. Yeah, so we really might need to find that cave. Yeah, I think that would be uh, lovely. I know there's all kinds of them all around here. Yeah. Yeah, we just need to find it and plan it and do it. Yep. Yeah, exciting. That's <laughs> who gets excited about stuff. Who about gets the grave? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, there's nothing better to commune with your ancestors than lying on their grave. Right. It was something I didn't realize I was doing it. I didn't realize what I was doing because I was Christian at the time. But uh, there were two trips that I went to. One was to Israel, and one was to Ireland. And both places we found graves that had like uh, a stone border around where the person would lay. And so it completely outlined uh, like a place to lay down and there was grass there. In Israel, it wasn't grass, it was dirt. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I saw that and I was like, yep, I know what to do. <laughs> you go over and you lay down. You lay on it. Yeah. That's what you do. That's what you do. I even have pictures of, of both those. And I laugh at myself like... What was calling me at the time that told me it (laughs) certainly wasn't my Christianity didn't tell me to do that? No. No. Jesus wasn't telling you to lay on the grave. No, he wasn't. Uh, So the the rune I drew on my paper before we started is the rune Kalk. Um, And uh, a friend of mine writes about it and talks about it being... uh, Connected to the bones yeah. uh, of birds that have been calcified, yeah, uh, or covered in sea salt in the caves above, like the coast, and, and so it, it calc being chalk or or the the breakdown of bones, and and so now that so if I'm kind of connecting like. What is happening, which is the worst thing you can do is try and connect it with your brain. Um, then, uh, if I'm feeling into it, let me change that. So the, the words from the song came into my head. You know what I'm getting? I'm getting that we should go find a cave. We should draw an outline and intend it to be a portal. Yeah. Yeah. And drum and journey and then channel an episode. We should do that. Can you imagine if if we were in a cave, in journey, space, and then willing to both channel? Because we're both, that's something that both of us are really being called to right now. Yep. Yes. I wonder if we need to be by the ocean. Like, does it need to be a sea cave, do you think? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel strongly pulled in that direction. Yeah. But, uh... 
I will say I feel strongly pulled that the cave I will end up in is by the sea, but I don't think it's here. Well, we've talked about that in the past. About yeah. I, I uh, when I teach, especially when I taught classes in Utah, I, at the first Blue Antler before we moved it, there was a room that we called the cave. And yeah. I set it up like I felt like we were transported to some cave somewhere. Um you know, without a doubt, that's where I time traveled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. It 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 uh yeah, you shifted it into some kind of liminal space. Yeah, and and yeah. so I think that uh, I think you know, uh, kind of like uh, one cauldron becomes every cauldron. Yeah, you know, one cave becomes. You, we we might we might enter the cave right down here off the hill, and end up. Yeah. At the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, because that's totally possible. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody that's listening. Uh, we have our homework. We're going to go find a cave that we both feel good about. And it might be a hell of an episode. Yep. So, I'm excited about that. I think that uh, it's come up uh, enough that uh, we are listen- we've heard it. Uh with the cave. So I think that that's something that uh, should happen soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before Yule, I think. Yeah. I think while we're still in the tomb phase of yeah. uh, of winter, would yes. be good. Yeah, because there, there is part of that where I still... There, yeah, I need to be buried. Which is, I know, weird. But... Uh, not yeah. to me. I'm longing to like go take a nap. Yes, and I think that that's. I think it's all about <laughs> rest and clearing. Yeah, it really is. Hi. Well, I think that's that does have something to do with this because when you sleep, uh, you are. It's a. It's a kind of surrender. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, unless you do lucid dreaming. Uh, but even if you do lucid dreaming, I don't know about you, uh, but for me, it happens very sporadically. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there are other phases of sleep where there are no dreams and most people are not lucid. Yeah. Um, so I think that there is something about... Um, that this time of this time of year for me is always about surrendering, um, and I usually equate it to death. Is that death is a power? Uh, uh, you can resist it all you want, but eventually we're all gonna die. Yep. Just well, even thinking about my uh, kind of tasks that I've set for myself. So uh, you gave me some very good information the other day and very good clarity uh, about. Uh, my book, which was brilliant, so thank you. Good, you're welcome. And uh, that really is, it's not about, it's not necessarily about expending a lot of spiritual or, you know, um, other energy, but what's already been done. And so it's just a kind of a cataloging and and recording of of those things in a different way than they've been recorded. But... uh, and that was literally supposed to, well, we talked about it being through uh, Yule. So that most of that being done. So it's yeah. really this time of like 
almost autopilot. Yes. For some things, it's like, why don't you're already in the deep end? Yeah. So why are, don't you don't need to go deeper? Just you know, that's working itself out. This is working itself out. Like, allow the time to just be. Allow the time for you to just be. Well, that I. That's interesting because that's a message that I keep getting too. I keep getting reminded, um, you've passed the harvest. Your work is done. Yeah. It's time for you to rest uh, because sowing season will come soon enough. Yeah. And so now is about really being able to um, rest, uh, turn inward, uh, spend time in, uh, in relationship, I think, um, and not worry about all the things that I typically worry about. This is really the time to just let everything go and to trust that it's someone else's guard. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, that, that, oh, well, we've ended for me. Oh, I've ended. We sold the store. I am no longer... A hairstylist, everything ended, and, and now it's November 1st, and <laughs> everything begins, and we start again. And yes, but you start in the darkness. Right. You start, yeah, you right. start in that. Um, to me, what I think is juicy and lovely about this time of year is, to me, it's about uh, the darkness that happened before the Big Bang. It's the place where uh, everything is still and everything is quiet, and you've and in order to feel the first stirring of life, you have to be quiet yourself. Yeah. Because once the first stirring starts, then it starts to grow and magnify until it can't be contained. Yeah. I think one of the really interesting, uh, my impression when I just was talking about that was, and, and uh, it is not lost on me. The fa- what I'm about to say. I saw it as a race. You The gun went off and everybody took off. So you're expending all of this really intense energy in the beginning. Yeah. Instead of... so so, And that's like a huge... That, that will be or is a huge shift away from the rat race <laughs> to living more in... Uh, uh, living more with paying attention to my my own cycles, but also the cycles on which of the land on which I live, which is different than the land in Utah. The land yes. here has a different cycle than the land in Utah. Yes. And uh, so instead of so, you know, one day we'll be talking about this and I will not see a starting a race starting, you know, or with, you will if it's Beltane. I right. mean, to me, what you just said is I'm imagining all of the yep. Beltane rites and, yep. you know, that's such an outdoor celebratory, Yeah. Um, you know, that's when festivals would be and the games yeah. would be played. Yep. Yeah. And we are going to be teaching at a conference that weekend. Yes. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what, just how life... Um, Furls? No. Unra- uh, unfolds. Blossoms? Yeah. Unfolds. Yeah. Blossoms. Yeah. Like, it's it's just different now, and, and I'm not really fucking sure how to do it. 
Yeah. But that's, I, I'm okay with that. Sometimes my impatient side gets frustrated, but you know, I'm really more than well, okay with that. Well, maybe that's why you need a cave because you're in a different land now and nothing like going deep into the earth to, yep. to retune your frequency to the place you are now. Yeah. And an interesting, uh, uh, a place that, like, most of the, the mountains in Utah were made by upheaval of colliding uh, plates. Mm-hmm. But here, the mountains are made of volcanoes. Yes. So that's, an, that's another really interesting uh, journey for me to take, is, uh, is kind of becoming, uh, or lying with that, I guess, or, or journeying with, maybe even down into the volcano. That's interesting. Didn't you want to do that? When, uh, weren't you talking about a journey with fire and ice? Yeah, I had I had one. Yes, it was in a meditation. <clears throat> yeah. Did you go down a volcano to get there? Mm-mm. No. It was the one where I was standing on the... I can never... Family tree. Oh, That's okay. That's where I met yes. the, the hag with the yes. apple. Okay. Yeah. But... Uh, Esau's coming up a lot lately too, which is the ice. Right. So I just want everything to move a lot faster than it, than it is moving right now. And that's a, you know, that they just are very, they're little fuckers, but they're very good at reminding me. They're little fuckers, but you know that they think the same of you. Oh God, yes. They're probably they're like, like Jesus. oh my God, do you know how much magic I've expended and yeah. he's just moving so fast he's missing all of it. Yep. Yep. Yes. And they're like, uh, can you put down the goddamn rune bag for just a little bit and give us a rest? We've already told you the same thing over and over. I, I wrote an article. That's funny. I wrote an article the other day about um, what happens when your tools, when the runes don't work. Because oh, I had, um, I, like that. I had done a, a rune reading. Where did I post? I think I posted that on Patreon. Um, so... I had pulled runes and I had done the reading or sorry, I pulled runes and I tossed them and they all were face down. <laughs> so, you know, uh, come uh, back later. Right. We're all busy. Yeah. We're yes. napping. Yeah. Come back later. <laughs> I mean, none of us, most of us don't even know what that sound is, but it's a busy signal. Uh, Cause that, that did happen at one point. Um, yeah. So it was interesting to say, you know, like, okay, so <laughs> As a, a reader or as someone who interprets the runes or works with whatever you want to call it, um, what happens when they all, you know, what happens when your cards don't talk to you? What happens? And, and then it's like, they are, like, the whole article kind of goes into this, but they are still talking. It's just right. what what needs to be said or communicated can't be done the way we normally connect with them. Right. And so it was just, it was a it was a really interesting little kind of foray into uh, maybe something that, um, uh, let's see. I thought it was interesting because I think uh, one of the things that we don't really uh, talk about or dive into sometimes, and one of the things, it's still mystical. I think for a lot of people, what we do when we're giving them a reading is very mystical. Yes. So, um, you know... What what really what happens when they when they're all face down or when you know when you pull the death card or what what actually happens? So yes, 
you know, all of them are face down except for one. What does that mean? Well, for me, I can turn them over and start to kind of see undercurrents. Uh, but if they're all face down, that means you're going to die. I, you, no, but you're like, oh, there's no message it for It does me. mean go into the depths, though, right? right? Because right. if the face down ones are undercurrents, that's, yeah. a, that's a deeper level of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I thought, I just thought that was an interesting... I started typing because I did that, and I'm like, oh, well, I, I actually cataloged, that's a weird word, I recorded what I was going through the whole time. So I, I threw them, they were all face down, I got the laptop out, and I'm like, what happens when your runes don't tell you, what, give you an answer? Right. And so I kind of w- w- walked through my whole process, and then turned them over and read them, and then kind of did an interpretation of them in the article, but... It was it, it was an interesting process for me to go. Okay, I, I'm just going to be transparent. Maybe is the word for today, but like I'm just going to be completely transparent about what this process is and what's happening. And and does this happen? I, mean, I know this happens for everybody. I, I I can't be isolated, right? In that experience. So I guess part of what's happening for me is I'm actually having the time to demystify. Which maybe is not the right term, but to at least explain what's happening during some of these moments I'm having, because I have the time to explain what's happening, to well, make it more yeah, accessible. But, yeah, but I also think that you really have a, a deep mission to uh, help people build confidence in unverifiable personal gnosis. Yeah. And so I think when you share your process, uh, what you're doing is you're not sharing answers, you're sharing the way to get them. Yeah, yes. And it's not that you are sharing answers with people, you're really trying to help people find their own answers, but sometimes they need a little help finding the way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I agree. Well, anything else you want to say before we... I don't think so. I, I think, think that wrapped it up. That was pretty good. Yeah. High five. Because we're in the same room, we can high five. Yep. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. And uh, we appreciate you listening to Web of Resonance. Uh, do not forget that you can always contact us, which we would love, on webofresonancepod at gmail.com uh, or on our Facebook or Anchor uh, any of those mediums. And we, we now have, did you notice, we have more than one person in Morocco. Oh, that's exciting. And we have a whole list of countries now that people are starting to listen to us in. So thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. So, yeah, so thank you. And uh, listen. And ha- have a great week. Yeah, have a great week, and we'll let you know when we find the cave. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs>